0: Hello, hello, welcome to Yay for Growth. I'm your host, Savannah Zipak, and this is a personal development podcast where we have all kinds of conversations about every area of health, well-being, and occasionally something different to spice things up. With two, almost three college degrees, five years of combined experience in healthcare and research, and a passion for improving population health, I am here to make sure nothing goes unspoken. So take a deep breath, check in with yourself, and let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 61 of Yay for Growth. What's up? What's poppin'? How are you doing? Did August end with a bang for you? Because it's ending with a bang for me! Um, wow, I have so much to catch you guys up on. Uh, I like kind of don't even know where to start. I don't really have a script as per usual. I just have like my list of bullet points, which is funny because I used to always have a script and now it's like my least favorite thing to do. I'm low-key mad because the second I decide to start recording, the freaking ice cream man, truck, whatever goes by and that tune like does not bring me joy. It does not bring me joy at all and I wish I wasn't such a Scrooge about it. But anyways, let's focus on the happy things. Today's episode <laughs> is going to be titled I don't know yet. Um, but what it's going to be about is keeping your head up in a shitty world and then kind of just catching you up on my life um and just some things that have kind of been on my mind lately. So, yeah, let's let's get into it. The first thing I'm going to mention is that the episode of last I mean the title of last episode x marks the spot i did not even realize i made it the same fucking title as this podcast i listened to called give it to me straight some of you might know it or you at least know the content creators it's um alex and john they're a couple and they like make like couples content and yeah so anyways they made a new episode of their podcast which is really cute and funny you should go check it out um And they called it X Marks the Spot, but, like, the word X as in your ex-boyfriend or something. Whereas mine was X as in, you know, an actual letter X. So, that kind of made me feel weird because I was like, did my subconscious just already, like, know that title and have it in mind? Like, I wasn't trying to copy them and also it had nothing to do with, like, Xs and romance. So, yeah. Um, In case any of you... Listen to their podcast and notice that, which I doubt as any of you now. Now that I'm saying it, all of you know I probably could have never said anything and nobody would know. But we move onward. So I'm officially 27 years old, which is pretty strange and also fitting at the same time. It's like when I think about how <laughs> how tired I am of life. <laughs> I'm like yeah I'm 27 and then when I think about how much life I've lived I don't feel 27 because I'm like there's just so much I haven't done and it's weird to me to think that I'm 27 and this is a constant theme that I will always go back to with my therapist and just in general like with my friends and family like we talk about this all the time that your 20s are just so weird and had the pandemic onto that where it almost feels like we lost like two years that just completely didn't exist and I don't know it's just this conglomeration of really powerful moments transformative moments and yet not enough and at 27 you know when we were younger like most of our parents were on their own at 27 or guardians or Adults in general, like, most 27-year-olds were on their own, maybe even buying a house already, you know? It was a crazy different time, and I constantly revisit this idea of, like, this is such a scam. Like, we grew up being told we'd do, like, life would look one way, and we would have XYZ or accomplished XYZ, and it's just, like, it doesn't work like that. And unfortunately, the economy is a thing, and growing up in America is just great in certain ways, not great in others, which is kind of leads into like what I am going to talk to today, but I don't want to get there too quickly. I did want to talk about healing our relationship with money in a capitalist society. So that's gonna be pretty interesting. Stay tuned for that. But first, I'm still going to talk about my birthday and being 27. I do want to tell all of you a nice life hack, which is that I've been drinking Coca-Cola lately when I do drink it, which is maybe like once a week. I freeze limes and use them instead of ice cubes. And I'm telling you, if you like lime Coke, like this is a game changer for you. And it's even better with Diet Coke because you know how Diet Coke has a little bit less of the flavor because it doesn't have like cane sugar. So yeah, the limes do that for you. I promise. Okay, so, anyways, (laughs) that's my side note to my side note about my birthday. Now, yeah, being 27 is fucking weird in today's society, but I have to say, my birthday was awesome. It was filled with so much love and so much support. Um, I definitely think it's my best birthday, hands down. I cannot remember a birthday better than this one, for sure. Um, my boyfriend's family threw me, like, a little surprise party, which I told, not party, but, like, a, a birthday cake dessert hangout thing, and it was just so unexpected, and I really appreciated it because, um, you know, everyone's kind of, like, out of the house this week, and so it was nice that they planned it a time everyone would be around, and then my boyfriend took me out to dinner, but we actually ended up going, like, with his brothers, which, you know, was my idea, and it was really fun, so yeah and then we went to this really pretty garden. It's about 30 minutes away from us and it's so freaking beautiful. It has like this really cool um, courtyard and you almost feel like you are in a uh, Greek Gatsby maybe or like you know just like a very luxurious place but it's this little garden and it's hidden in the back of behind the road in the woods and like you would never guess that this open field was just there and then they had like a greenhouse of all uh different cacti which was wild because I don't think I've ever seen that many in one place mind you it does look like they got them all from like Home Depot I don't know why I was about to say Target but yeah it looks like they got them all from Home (laughs) Depot and they're not doing too hot but yeah what can you expect in a Deciduous climate. (laughs) So, anyways, yeah, and then there was like a little flower garden and it was just really fun. So, I took some pictures, and you know, as some of you might know, like photography has always been a really big hobby of mine, and I haven't really taken pictures that much the past two years, at least like with the intention of taking pictures. But for some reason, when I saw the picture of this garden, For any of my local people, it's called Deep Cut Gardens, and it's in Middletown Township um, in New Jersey, so about 30 minutes from us, and yeah, it was super cute, and I highly recommend it, and I went with the intention of taking pictures because, like, when when I found it online, I was like, oh my god, this would be so great to take pictures, and I did, and it was awesome, and I think one of the best parts of it was that my boyfriend like Glenn he ended up having a really good time and honestly like I didn't expect him to have a good time because nature isn't like it's something he wants to be more interested in like because I'm interested in it but it's not like one of his biggest priorities in life and like so it's kind of a hit or miss like sometimes we'll go to parks and he likes it and other times we go and he's just like "Eh, whatever so it was just really nice to see that he enjoyed it just as much as I did and even like because he used to live in that area for like a good five years. So he was like, I never knew this was here. And I lived right around the corner. So that was pretty cute and funny. And just they had like a little nature center. And um, I guess it's like more of a visitor center than a nature center. But that's just me being uh, pretentious. (laughs) Because in college, I used to work in a nature center. That was my job in college, amongst obviously many other little jobs like you know, retail stuff or tutoring or research. I was a weekend manager at a local nature center at the time. Um, so yeah, I'm a little bit particular about wording there, but it's fine because nobody cares. (laughs) Um, yeah, so the garden was really fun and I think that to me was like the highlight and that's what meant the most for my birthday and uh, just the constant love and everyone just being like happy birthday it was so sweet and I kind of was able to reflect on the fact that my life is just full of really good people now oh my god and how can I forget on my actual birthday itself I hung out with one of my friends and she's like one of my best friends and we went to paint pottery so that was adorable and then she got me this little plushie now I don't know if any of you guys know on Instagram they're like these little cartoon bears it's like a a white one and like a brown one and they're called boo-boo and doo-doo and it's like this little comic cartoon thing and there's all these like videos and cute uh comics of them just being cute loving bears so me and glenn like always send each other those things back and forth and it was cute because i saw this little plushie and i was like it looks just like boo-boo but it wasn't so For any of my local people, at Freehold Mall, there's a store called Box Lunch. Now, I don't know if this is, like, a nationwide store. I'm pretty sure it is. It's probably, like, a mall store. Um, But they have a lot of, I think paraphernalia would be the word, right? Like, paraphernalia from different shows and brands and things like that. So, that was really sweet of her because as soon as I saw it, I lit up. And it was kind of funny because that's, like, last year, that was the same exact thing that um, she got me was a plushie, and it was a Pusheen, because I love Pusheen, um, and I got to see, obviously, all of the Pusheen stuff, which was cool, there was this little book that I want, it's called Pusheen's Guide to Everything, it was hilarious, it was, like, Pusheen's Guide to Everything on, from, like, being lazy all day and sleeping undisrupted or something, (laughs) and to I don't know like eating I don't know it was so cute and so just adorable um so yeah that is pretty much my birthday it was great and I just want to say thank you everyone for the birthday wishes you know who you are and I'm just very thankful very grateful and feeling I'm just I'm feeling full you know And at the same time, it was weird. It was, like, towards the nighttime on my birthday, I got really emotional. Like, crying in bed, bawling my eyes out. Not because anything bad happened, but as I was explaining to my boyfriend, I was, like, it's just so, it's just so weird. Like, all of the people that I thought I would be with to celebrate my birthday and big events and stuff are not the people that I typically that I that I'm with and what I thought life would look like is not what it actually looks like and it's scary and it's weird and here I've been for like 27 years in my head expecting that life would be one way and like obviously I have OCD so I, I see things as being a particular way so something I've had to come to terms with over the past few years is like Life is just going to happen and it's going to be the way it is. And you can work towards what you want, but, like, you can never predict how you get there. You know, it just kind of ebbs and flows the way it does based on what you do and where you are and who's around you, what opportunities are presented to you. And so I was kind of crying and it was just, like, these tears of loss, I think. It It was grief. But it felt good and it felt necessary and at the same time I felt bad I told not bad I should say (laughs) because my therapist would be like what do you mean by bad give me another word and I'd be like okay Matt um so I guess it I felt kind of remorseful and embarrassed because my boyfriend was like why are you bawling your eyes out on your birthday like why not in a mean way but in a curious way And I was like, damn, you're right, like, but the emotion came up. And as I always preach to all of you, you know, like, the best thing you can do is feel. Feeling is healing. And the only way out is through. So, that is my little catch-up. I hope you enjoyed it. And after the break, we will get into today's episode where I kind of want to talk about... What do I say kind of? I definitely... And have planned for us to talk about keeping your head up in a quote-unquote shitty world. So the main thing that we're getting at here is perspective. Having positive outcome about the future. And what to do when you don't. So that you kind of maintain your grounding. So that's where we're going to get. And we're obviously going to talk about money a little bit. But first, enjoy this break. Okay, so the first thing that I want to talk about is this thing that happened the other day. And basically, I was feeling really good, right? So I have just everything has been falling into place, to be quite honest. There was a time of a lot of uncertainty, waiting around you know, just jumping around from opportunity to opportunity. And I just feel like everything is finally coming together, which I think was also kind of the theme this time last year. So that's funny. But yeah, I mean, this is not even close, though. This is in a much bigger way in terms of my life goals and, like, my end career goals. Like, so this is big for me. And i have been interviewing for jobs as I mentioned in my last episode and I finally got you know an interview for a position that I really really want like this position is phenomenal and I got called in for a second interview and so I was just like through the roof and reflecting how on how like everything is just falling together and I felt unbeatable like nothing could stop me that day I was on top of the world I literally told my wife, and I was like, Am I manic right now? Because I feel manic. Like, not because I feel manic, because I think I am. And then I was like, Okay, no, no, no. I'm, be- I'm being a little bit much, right? I know I'm not delusional. So obviously, I'm not in mania right now. However, I felt really good. And then I ran out to like run some errands and like, you know, Uber or whatever. And. I noticed that while I was at the store all these little things that normally would get on my last nerve and bother the heck out of me like just little interactions with people somebody standing a smidge too close to me whatever or just traffic right because sometimes I get sometimes I get upset at traffic because like, it makes me think about how many people are in the world and how overpopulated it is and, like, how much that stresses me the fuck out. And it all sounds really dark, right? Yeah, so I feel like I was noticing that all these things weren't bothering me. All of these things, it's not that they weren't bothering me. I wasn't letting them bother me. And in my little interactions with just people in passing, I was feeling more positive about society in general and people having decent intentions or, you know, just kind of like daydreaming a little bit about like, oh, I wonder what that person's doing and I wonder where they're going and who they're going home to and things like that. And instead of this negative inner narrative about how we're all just, like, trapped in this life and in this society, I was able to just be present and enjoy the day. And for me, that's kind of huge, right? Um, And so it kind of led to the inspiration for this topic in this episode because I was like, wow, like, I realized that when we are feeling, and this this happens to so many people, when we are feeling positive about our future, society, um, things in general, you know, when they're looking up, it's so much easier to just enjoy the day and be present and not get um, mad at people, frustrated over little things and irritated, right? We're not as irritable. And then, of course, when we are not feeling our best or seeing the world in a great light or positive about the future it's almost like we see every other negative thing and it reminded me of something that i learned so in psychology there is this thing called negative bias our brains are wired evolutionarily like for negative bias so for example somebody gives you 10 million compliments and all you hear is the one criticism even if it's like said very nicely this happened to me the other day my boyfriend was giving me so many compliments we were kind of just talking about how we're different people and you know he's way more social than I or has a higher social battery I should say um and he was just like yeah like gave me all these compliments about what he loves about me why he wanted to date me and everything was great blah 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 and then he was like do I wish you were more social sometimes? Yeah. And I kid you not, that is all I heard the entire next 24 hours. That's all I heard in my head. I was like, damn, damn, I'm not social enough. He doesn't love me. But like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Our brains are wired for this. Because in terms of survival, I mean, it's it saved us because it's what helped us learn as a species and evolve what not to do and how not to be basically so when we think of it that way and then apply it to our life now it's like oh wow so we really are just kind of silly and in, in our egos a little bit you know I think when you notice that's flaring up for you just remember like you're not grounded you're in your ego right now because the only reason I think we get down on ourselves is because we're like At least I know in my experience and what I've seen from my friends and family members and colleagues, peers at school, you know, people who are pretty like ambitious and just in general, most people have life goals. Like even if it's nothing to do with like career or education, it can be, you know, family or money and investing or a hobby, right? A skill. And for some reason when we're not matching up to our expectations, then we are, are our biggest critics. And that's 100% our ego. And then we feel bad for ourselves. And then what do we do? We look at the world in a really bad light, all because we're disappointed in ourselves for something that's probably an unrealistic standard to begin with. <laughs> Just think about that for a second. Like, I I think it would be interesting to write down on a piece of paper what your expectations are for yourself so like what are your three biggest goals in life right now it could be even two even one if there's just like one main thing but I bet you can write three because there are different areas of your life and what make you up as a person and if you can't think of three then chances are your life probably isn't balanced enough I'm just throwing that out there um so yeah I I think it'd be interesting to write these down on a piece of paper, our goals, and then under that for each goal, put like, what is my expectation of where I should be right now? And this all circles back to this like, main idea that I learned um, from reading The Practicing Mind by Thomas M. Sterner, is it Thomas M or Thomas S. Sterner? I can't remember. But it's like, it was my favorite book a while back and I was like, I swore to this book. If you listen to the beginning of this podcast, you'll hear me mention it in almost every single episode. I swore by this as my Bible. And to be honest, I still do because it is a wonderful guide and introduction to thinking mindfully and practicing being present. But the main point is, that Sterner makes in that book. There's a couple of them, um, but I think a main point is that it's so easy and natural to criticize yourself and expect to be a master at something you just started or you just tried, and I do think that at least in American society, you know, growing up as a millennial and even, you know, Gen Z and younger, it's hard because there's so much instant gratification in society. So, when we have to wait, it's very uncomfortable. I really don't know many people that are comfortable with waiting. And like I said, there's so many things that go into this. So, anyways, a big point in the book that Sterner makes is, like, for example, he started uh practicing golf he wanted to take up golfing so he was learning he was going to lessons and he was practicing outside those lessons and he would come back and like all the other people in this class hadn't practiced all week and they were like oh like how are you improving so quickly like why are you so good at this like i should be so much better by now and even he did that to himself even though he'd been practicing and improving he still wanted to be a master when he was only an intermediate Slash beginner you know so it's like the whole point he makes is wherever you are in your journey of your whatever goals you set for yourself you need to be content with that level right so for example if you graduate from med school and you want to be a surgeon and you're like just angry at yourself that you're not a surgeon yet well, why the hell are you doing that? You just graduated. You are exactly where you should be for right now. So does this make sense? I hope this is all making sense. Please reach out to me and if it resonates with you. And obviously, like I said, it, it all kind of circles back to this loop of like, there, there are so many things going into making American society pretty shitty right now. And a big part of it is that, number one, it's hard to survive out here. In this financial climate, it is pretty spicy. Um, So you got to be careful. So I think the fact that it is a little bit harder for us to be independent and succeed due to inflation and things like that and student debt um, and high interest on student debt and credit cards and blah, blah, blah. There are so many factors that go into like, okay, so we have trouble surviving. So there's that. And I think it makes sense to be depressed and upset about those things. And ideally, you feel like you are not doing enough because, you know, it, it almost feels like we can't. We can never do enough, right? So that's the depressing side of it. And then there's the side of it when we are already feeling shitty and already feel like we're not accomplishing what we want, our egos kick in. And what do our egos egos do? They tell us stories. They tell us narratives about what other people are thinking. We get imposter syndrome. We start to struggle with all of those things. And guess what? It becomes really hard to ask for help and it becomes really hard to ground yourself. And then when you're in that position, you are going to, or you are more likely to, pick up on the negative things around you and if you are an empath or just a highly sensitive individual it is very likely you are going to draw in negative energy and that's what I believe from a spiritual standpoint but also a scientific standpoint it is it's just fact yes opposites do attract but in terms of energy on a spiritual level I I think that people of a similar energetic level of self-respect groundedness um higher self things like that tend to attract each other and be in the same spaces right um so yeah it's kind of just this big loop leading towards our negative bias and then feeding into it and um the i would say the more destructive part of our ego because as i've said in past episodes ego is not a bad thing it's not a bad thing. We kind of need an ego, right? To keep ourselves in check and aware and stay humble. But then there's a negative part of our ego of when we're, you know, all ego talking, right? If it's just listening to your ego 100% of the time, feeding into it, its insecurities, its worries, its doubts, that's when it starts to become a problem. And so ha- I don't know how we escape this. You know, I can't offer solutions, but what I can do is just tell you, know, like what I'm observing and how I'm managing it. And so when everything happened the other day, when I came to this big realization or whatever, I asked myself a very important question and it was, how can we, and even more so me specifically, like, how can I remain objective and neutral even when I am in a negative space, right? How can I tell my, like, practice telling myself how I'm feeling right now is not indicative of the truth, if that makes sense. Like, When we're feeling great and on top of the world, we see things with rose-colored glasses. And then it's the opposite. When we're feeling down, we see things with, I guess you would say, like, puke-colored glasses. (laughs) Right? So it's kind of trying to find, like, those coping skills, those grounding skills to get yourself to a place of neutrality. And enjoy those high moments for what they are. And not let the low moments take over so much. Because when you're growing, when you're developing as a person, it's so important to be able to zoom out. We're so zoomed in all the time. All the time. And I hate to sound like a grumpy old person here, but I really do think the culture of social media And what it has become is making people, like, it's creating a bunch of narcissists. And I'm not even kidding. Um, And I'm not saying it in the, oh, I'm throwing around the word narcissist. I'm like, no, I'm serious. It's inflating people's egos. People who really don't need their egos inflated. But are some, for some reason, good at getting views and popularity and things like that. And then there's genuine people, obviously. You know, those are not the ones I'm talking about right now. So, what have I been doing to kind of stay grounded and neutral? Nature. Oh my god, nature. That, for me, is my main thing. And then art. You know, I've really been trying to just, like, doodle and draw. And then there's the whole aspect of, what can I do to escape reality for a little bit? Because then when I come back to reality, it's like, oh, I I can handle this. (laughs) You know, what refreshes me? from reality and for me that's playing like enchanted cozy magical video games for me that's my way of getting out of it so I don't know what it is for you but you know that might be something worth asking and worth figuring out and as always don't be too hard on yourself now the other thing that I wanted to kind of get at here is the whole discussion about healing our relationship with money so, at least in American society, you know, it's it's pretty much a capitalist culture. Um, I think we all know that. Now, growing up and trying to develop as a person in this type of culture is very hard because kind of like what I have discussed so far in this episode, you almost feel like it's, it's never enough. So, when you finally make that salary or when you finally get a car you finally get a house you finally hit these big milestones financially it's still not enough and so let's bring it back you know most of us grew up it's it's funny actually for a society that is capitalist and emphasizes money so much and coming out on top It doesn't emphasize financial freedom, which is completely different than having a lot of money. Financial freedom is about having a budget that works for you and not feeling restricted by your money, right? It's not feeling anxious about your money. It's about knowing that you have all your ducks in a row and everything's going to be fine. And you can spend freely within your budget you know what I mean so I kind of heard that idea that's not my idea that was uh adapted from I can't remember the name of it it's this documentary that or docuseries I started watching on Netflix a while back and I watched two episodes it got to be about the same thing after episode two but the guy was really cool I can't remember, but maybe I'll look it up and put it in the bio. Uh, either way, Netflix does have a lot of, like, docu-series about money and stuff and budgeting, so that's kind of cool. Um, Anyways, so as I was saying, you know, for a capitalist society in America, at least, which I know other countries do relate to this as well, um, we do not emphasize financial freedom we emphasize being rich and the problem with that oh my god the problem with that is that it creates scarcity minds it like doesn't create it feeds into scarcity mindset which is you know if you don't know what it is you can go back into my podcast like way back I have an episode two episodes I think explaining what scarcity mindset is it's basically just this um mindset if you will where you feel like there's never enough And you kind of make choices based on that anxiety that comes from feeling like there is never enough. You know, never enough. It could be opportunity. It could be love. It could be, um, you know, most of the time it's money. So most of the time people just feel like their money is constantly leaving and they feel anxious. They can't spend it or even if they do spend it, they're anxious about every little thing that they spend. And for a society that is capitalist and focused on being rich most of us don't grow up rich why because while it's not unattainable to be rich it is just not common is what I should say it's not the average there's a reason not everybody is rich and that's why it's glorified if everybody could be rich it wouldn't be such a big deal right it wouldn't be so sought after and so ambiguous and confusing and so with most of us growing up in either you know middle class families where we pretty much like make ends meet maybe have a little extra experiences and our parents had a little bit of money to spend but nothing too crazy and Maybe we just, like, didn't really have to worry about money, but, it, you know, we kind of heard some conversations about it. Um, and then, you know, a lot of us grew up in poverty or paycheck to paycheck, and that is so traumatizing. Growing up in that kind of environment, oh, it damages your relationship with money so bad, so bad, Um oh god I that's like I should have just done a whole I didn't expect to go on a big rant about the whole like having a neutral grounding in a shitty world blah 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 I didn't expect to go on a whole rant about that so here I am thinking maybe I should do another episode about money and scarcity mindset and things like that um but regardless yeah Growing up like I did in a household, which is paycheck paycheck to paycheck, constantly worried about money, you know, is is just damaging. And it's damaging to not just your relationship with money, but like your spirit, because you almost start to identify with money, right? Being poor almost becomes like a part of who you are. And the reason being is because you literally have to miss out on certain things that is a fact when you don't have money Um, but it's not just like the level of like you don't have money uh, but you could save up for it it's like no there's just no money for it at all and it's not an option that is the scary thing about money And so I think with most, like a big majority of us growing up in environments like that and even middle class, middle income families, um, it has definitely weaved its way in and out of our behaviors and our spirit into adulthood. And So, I think in order to start healing our relationship with money, we first need to understand, you know, where it comes from. Where did everything start? What kind of society we live in? These are things that I think a lot of people want to ignore because we can't really change them, you know? We, there's so much we can't change and people don't like to talk about what you can't change or what you can't fix. But at some point, you have to realize that just acknowledging something and understanding it better is actually very powerful and a great catalyst for growth and development going forward. Because when we skip that step it's almost like the like five stages of grief or whatever acceptance is a key step and when we skip it everything else gets blocked backed up you know backed up so we got to take a fiber pill fiber gummies if you will that rhymed um yeah take your fiber pill and fucking accept it okay just accept it. It's it's so easy. Why won't you just do it? Right? That's what they told me when I was trying to get over my ex. It was horrible. Oh, my God. Anyways. um. So, yeah. I think that we just need to work towards accepting society for what it is and how we grew up and how that affected us in terms of money. And how it seeps into our relationship with it now. Um but a big part in me healing for my relationship with money and like feeling scared about money has been learning how other people view money and actually having those conversations with people about money because it's so taboo like people want to dance around it people want to avoid it but when you actually start talking about it you feel better like learning that other people have student debt was so relieving for my boyfriend (laughs) learning that other people have made bad choices with buying a car for me was so relieving that other people have had negative equity on a car like for me that was so relieving and then learning that some people just trust that money will come with their hard work and they don't spend their time worrying about it, was so healing for me. So healing. And I think it's finally coming to a place where I can do tarot card readings again, because I think there was just so much blocked inside of me for so long, the past six months, I would say. Maybe not so long, but yeah, the past six months, which has felt long. There's been so much blocked, and it's just been really hard to do anything spiritual, but I'm here now, and we're here, and we're queer. Now, uh, we're developing together, and I just want all of you to let me know your thoughts. Let me know your experience. If you want to come on the podcast, if you have ideas for episodes, I'm always open to it. You can find me on Instagram at sustained with sav or at yay for growth pod. And as always, have a great rest of your day or night, whatever it is, wherever you are. Take care of yourselves and take care of each other. Ooh. Bye. Oh, wait. No, I'm supposed to go. Bye-bye. <laughs>